Welcome to the Overtime Podcast. It's Monday, the 20th of November, and today's show will feature Brandon Spratt and Matt Harrington. Both were involved in some pretty big contests this weekend, and uh, they will also be involved in some large ones coming up as we prepare for the start of the boys' season officially on Wednesday night. Guys, welcome into the show. How was the weekend for you? It was a fun one, Pete. Uh, a lot of good action across the state, and we had some good games, as you mentioned, uh, on play-by-play, and just kind of fun to monitor all the action that was going on this weekend. That, of course, is Matt Harrington, and he was at the Benilde St. Margaret's Moorhead game. Red Knights continue their goal-scoring onslaught. Quite impressive there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that game. And then, Brandon Spratt, you saw the War Road Warriors lost their first game to a Class A club since, what, a year and a half ago that wasn't in the state tournament in a regular season uh, affair? Well, I don't know when the last regular season one was, but the last uh Last one period against a Class A opponent was Proctor Hermantown in the state tournament in 2021. So it had been two and a half years over since they had lost to a Class A team, which is remarkable. It was incredible. So, you know, in that game, obviously, we had uh, a 3 nothing Stars lead. We're going to hear from uh, a couple of the goal scorers. The Mullen sisters will be joining us. Sounds like a, a band now. Uh, why not? <laughs> and then, of course, head coach Ryan Lemire as they take over the top spot in the CARE 11 top 11 rankings that we unveiled on our Inside the Bubble program last night. Uh, we'll hear from them and their feedback. The Moorhead Spuds state tournament team last year. We have lots of uh, interest in that club. And the Red Knights of Benilde St. Margaret's at the St. Louis Park Rec Center. Let's pick up a couple of your key goal calls in that 8-3 Red Knight win. He's stick there, rolling around in the slot. It's loose. They score! Backhanded home, and the Red Knights score. Hamill around the outside, cutting to the front. Scores! What a move by Hamill with .7 seconds. A power play goal, and the Red Knights lead 3-0. Now, Matt, you saw the goal-scoring prowess of the Red Knights on full display. Brandon, you saw it too. Uh, Matt, what did you see in that game? And, and the Red Knights really seemed to be in control for much of the time. Yeah, I was really impressed really just with their speed, Pete. I think you noticed they were winning a lot of puck battles and uh, just getting the loose pucks first. I, I was also impressed just with the depth of goal scoring they have as well. Some of the players that, um, you know, you expect to compete and score goals like, Lizzie Hamill, Kendall Hassler, but you had Bailey Gray who stepped up. She's had a really good start to the season. I believe she has three goals already uh, on the campaign. And, you know, even some of your players like Tala Hansen, who's a freshman, she did not score a goal, but she looked really strong, uh, especially on the power play for Benilde St. Margaret. So really, I think you're just kind of seeing the depth of that Red Knights club come to life in that game. And we'll move our attentions now over to that game that you had, Brandon. Your take as far as what you saw come down was it you know i mean obviously it was the back end of uh, back-to-backs for the war road warriors playing less than 24 hours when matt you had their game against simley first i'd like to hear brandon your impression on the game we'll take your audio bits and then we'll have the two of you come back together and kind of talk about what you saw in the war road warriors so what was your impression brandon on that game did they look tired or were and, and keep in mind audrey garton not in the lineup for holy angels mm -hmm. were they just that good I think so. I really do. And, and, you know, you'll hear it a little bit, but you know, one thing that I've hit on with coach Lemire from Holy Angels 
after both of their games is I think their depth and they really truly do play four and a half, five defenders, um, nine plus forwards. You get a, a shift once in a while from the fourth line. I think whole angels depth is not something you see in a ton of class A squads. And certainly I think Warroad is still finding some of its depth. Um, Coach Lemire actually noted that, you know, Warroad was kind of playing two lines really most of the game. And, and I think that really wears on teams as the game goes on. So I think Holy Angels depth is going to continue to be a theme. That said, I do think they have some games coming up against teams that can push that depth a little bit as well. But for Warroad, obviously breaking in so many new players, they have some key returners as well that, that looks good. I mean, Jaylee French is just a freshman. She's going to be a great player and she already is. And then uh, Kaya Sandy, uh, she got the scoring started kind of, she was really fired up when she scored their first goal about three minutes left in the game. And that clearly transferred to the bench because Warroad then scores another goal just a few seconds later and, and sets up a great finish. But look for Kaya Sandy and Jaylee French to really be the heart and soul leaders of this team for Warroad, that is. Uh, which order do you want to do your sound bites in order of how you feel it would be best? So we'll hear now from the sister duo of Mason and Avery Mullen from Holy Angels, and we'll follow that up with head coach Ryan Lemire from the Stars. All right, so we are here actually outside the Richfield Ice Arena because it's such a beautiful afternoon. The music was bumping inside after a big Holy Angels win, but I have a pair of sisters. We have Mason Mullen and Avery Mullen. Each sister got one goal today in the win over War Road. What a day, and I'll start with you, uh, Avery. I see you got the puck there. You got the hockey tape on it. It was your first goal. Just describe what that was like, especially in a game like this. Um, it's awesome, especially like, you know, playing varsity as a freshman. Like, it's so different than playing youth hockey. Like, the crowds and I don't know. It's it's so awesome. I mean, how about what a memorable first goal too against War Road, the two-time defending state champs. I mean, what's that like? It's crazy. I mean, you obviously have to play good, but you know, it's team effort. All right, Mason, older sister by a couple of years. I'll go to you now. You got an assist on that goal, too. I mean, first of all, what's it like to not only see your sister get her first career goal, right, but then also not only that, you're on the line out there with her. You assisted on it. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, I mean, it's insane. Like, I mean, not many people get the opportunity to play with their sister, but, like, to see her score and, like, her first varsity goal, I mean, like, it's amazing, and I'm so proud of her, so... And then you scored as well. You got that in the lead. At power play goal, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I think Harper Paling passed it to me, and then I just got the rebound, and we were up 2-0 after that. So so then 2-0, you get another goal from uh, a teammate, Anya Anderson, to make it 3-0. Yeah. And then they score two goals in eight seconds, and it's 3-2 with 2.45 to go. I mean, what's the feeling like on the bench at that point? I'll start with you, Avery. Oh my gosh, it's scary. Everyone's like nervous, you know, the, you know, all the, uh, like the attitude on the bench was crazy. Like everyone just, I don't know. Mason, how do you finish that off, right? How do you finish a game like that off when it gets that close at the end? I mean, you just play smart hockey. Um, we just like, we just said we're going to get it deep and we're just going to play it safe and try to win this game. So. And a team like War Road, I mean, obviously known over the years, so much offensive firepower. They lose a lot off last year's team, but you shut them out for almost 50 minutes until they finally get on the board. I mean, talk a little bit about the defensive effort of your defenders, your goaltenders, but I also noticed the forwards, too. It was a real team unit out there today. Yeah. I mean, it was a team effort for sure. Um, I mean, we all had a 
we all had to play really good to win this game and um, a lot of block shots. We had a block shot. We yeah. didn't sacrifice everything yeah. and um, we had to we had to do everything. Like we had to like that's how you that's how you win. So yeah. I think it's safe to say the attention on this team is going to go up a little bit after knocking off War Road. How do you handle that as a group and uh, keep your focus on the season ahead? Because, you, I mean, 22 games to go still in the regular season. It's obviously, it's beautiful out. We haven't even hit the heart of winter yet. It's beautiful outside right now. But how do you keep that focus? And I know you have Blake up next and then some other big games in the next few weeks. Um, I mean, we just got to stay focused. And we just got to keep putting our heads down and working. And um, I think we have a great chance to stay if we just keep doing those things. And just working hard, like working as hard as possible. So yeah, keeping good habits outside of the rink, eating well, going to sleep early. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, a big day for the Academy of Holy Angels. We have the sister duo of Mason Mullen and Avery Mullen. I'm sure many more big moments to come for you two. Congrats on the first goal and congrats on the win. Enjoy it the rest of this day. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We will be back in just a moment on the Overtime Podcast. Head coach Ryan Lemire joins us as well. All right, here with AHA head coach Ryan Lemire after a huge win for the program, 3-2 today over War Road. Players are filing out here, but coach, I'll just give you the floor before we start with some questions. What are some opening thoughts on the win today? Uh, made it interesting at the end there, but overall just the, the vibe when we got to the rink today in general and these kids, they, uh, you know, the confidence that they have in themselves and our roster, you know, we had... Uh, a few of our players out, a couple of our older players out, and um, you know a lot of players stepped up. So a lot of fun. This is why we play the game. Uh, you know, tight games like this, learn a lot, and um, super proud of these kids for for how they stepped up and, and stuck with it. So very big win. So we'll get to the ending maybe in a minute, but how about what got you there to the three to nothing lead? Again, special teams, right? The penalty kill is perfect. Another power play goal for the third straight game that we sort of hit on that last week when when I met with you, but. Talk about that, and then how about the effort in the defensive zone? I know um, when I had a chance to talk to some of your players, they highlighted the block shots. Your goaltender was great, but so was everybody in front of her. Yes, it, uh, you know, before the game, we, we talked about what, what takes talent. Does back checking take talent? Does blocking shot take talent? It doesn't. It's just gritty, hardworking uh, hockey, and I think that our girls showed that today with how they block shots, collapse in front of the net, and and played a physical style of play that kept it clean in general. So um, really, really like that and think we can build a ton off this and, and, uh, and into the coming weeks. So now we will get a little bit to the end of the game. So you hold War Road, the two-time defending state champs, off the board for about 48 minutes. They haven't lost a Class A game in two and a half years. And then they score two goals in eight seconds. What's the mood on the bench? And did you think about taking a timeout? We did. So the coaches talked about uh, about a timeout, but um, again, as hard as it can be, you know, when your backs are against the wall, you, you know, we talk about the discipline that we have. We know our game. We know what we gotta gotta do, and we knew it was gonna be tough. So um, they did make it more interesting at the end. But I have all the trust in the world in these kids and, and their grit and commitment to to playing good, solid hockey. And I think that if you look at that that last 30 seconds or so it uh it was solid real simple plays up off the glass and, and blocking shots so um very well executed and in a more volatile time there at the end the depth of this team is also something i think that's going to be a theme we talked about it last week but today it's the depth scoring a little bit i know mason mullen gets a goal you know she certainly is is a very good offensive player but you know you get a couple players their first goals of the season Talk about the moment as well for Mason's younger sister, Avery. She gets her first career goal. What a moment for it. Incredible. Unbelievable. I mean, not only her first career goal, but as you said, uh, against a team like War Road that 
uh, hasn't lost to a Class A team in a long time, and um, you know I think the the kids all fed off of that. So you know everyone's name is called, and we got to step up. And we know when we play teams, I think War Road Two was running two lines, two and a half lines, and again it's hard to to go down to third, fourth line, but we did that knowing the long game and our depth to keep our legs, and and some of these kids to step up would be there, and um, and they did that. So it uh, it was awesome to see it uh, see it work out. So I know the cliche is a little bit, right? You celebrate this one, but then back to work. But really, it is back to work because you have a game coming up that will actually be on our Carol Evan Hockey Night in Minnesota. You're out at Blake. That's a great arena, by the way. I love that arena. But you're playing Blake, and that's a section game now, too. Another one here early in the season before you head off for some turkey for Thanksgiving. How do you get this team back and focus on that next task on Monday? Well, it's, uh, you know, we celebrate tonight, tomorrow, and, and Monday, well, you know, some good energy, maybe start the practice out with a, a couple high compete games, and as you said, it's, it's back to work, so um, we're going to build off this and all the good things that we did and, and clean up some of the things that we need to, and, um, you know, it, teams are going to be coming for us, so it uh, kind of went from uh, the underdog to a team that, that maybe... Uh, others really want to come at and uh, we're going to get everyone's best performance so got to be ready and, and back to work but for now it's uh, super happy with these kids and um, super excited on, on where we can go off of this all right that's coach ryan lemire from the academy of holy angels joining us big 3-2 win for his program today congratulations coach we'll see you soon thank you so much thanks for having me well, guys, there they are. Now they got the targets on their back. I mean, everybody knew they were going to be good, and they're getting a lot of attention. You know, they had the Larry Olam thing where he came in as an assistant coach. Then he uh, ends up getting a job that opened up like a couple of days before the season started in Mound West Tonka, one that he originally had gone for in the past. And then now he's back to uh, square one, like a 360-degree turn. So they had a lot of attention. We knew they had some really good players. We know that goaltending is elite. Uh, it definitely showed up over the weekend. But when you turn your attentions to the War Road Warriors, they're clearly going to be there in the end, aren't they? Matt? I would think so, Pete. I can hop in here. And, I mean, I was really impressed with how they played against Simley. And it was a lot of the same things that I saw with the Benoit St. Margaret's Red Knights, just the speed. And you could kind of sense they just had an experience factor. And I know that War Road lost a ton of players from last year's team that won state. But you still, I mean, Brandon mentioned a couple players, Jaylee French and Kaya Sandy. Both those players scored on Friday against Simley. And so you're kind of seeing some of the usual suspects uh, for Warroad. And they've got some new transfers as well that fit in really nicely with the program. And they've already had three really quality wins uh, in Simley, Proctor, Hermantown, and Duluth Marshall. So I, I fully expect that Warroad will be among the best in Class A despite the loss. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, honestly, echo everything Matt said. And, you know, some of their players... Uh, just kind of getting back up to speed as well. But they're going to be good and deep on the back end once again. The goaltending situation will be one to watch. Uh, Peyton Rowley has come in uh, as one of those transfers that Matt mentioned alongside an incumbent in Jordan Work, who was their backup last year. And they've kind of split starts here early in the season. So that'll be a storyline to watch. But honestly, I really have no reason to think that we won't be seeing War Road um, right back at the X come the end of the season. But Obviously, we're a long ways away from that. Obviously, lots went on this weekend. The boys were in their scrimmages, and you know, you and I and uh, Matt uh, were doing our our podcast. And obviously, Mason Garcia was interviewed on Thursday. Then he gets injured, and then it's like, do we run this piece? Do we not run this piece on Inside the Bubble? Uh, he tells Coach, "Yeah, I'm going to be watching." 
I mean, th- there was a lot going on. You've got Minnetonka girls coming back and winning 5-4. You've got the, the Garcia uh, situation. You've got other scrimmages. Uh, there are a couple of injuries in those. And, you know, it kind of got me thinking about something, guys. Um, they don't call penalties. Basically, they blow the whistle. You go off the ice because it's not a sanctioned game that I'm aware of. And you, I don't know if you can or can't do that. I don't know the specific rule. It does become a bit of a gong show, in my opinion, uh, if there's no retribution for your penalties, as as guys seem to be getting hurt in these scrimmages. So at what point do you say, yeah, we still need to have these scrimmages to get things going, to get these clubs playing in, in game situations? Uh, does that need to be addressed, do you think? Well, uh, Pete, if I remember correctly, there was an injury last year as well between uh, Wyzetta and Edina in a, in a boys' scrimmage, and I think you could probably elaborate that, uh, elaborate on that a little bit further, but... I mean, it, it is unfortunate that this has happened now a couple of years in a row where you've got a pretty significant injury from a scrimmage. And absolutely, there does, I think, need to be referees. Does that make it really even a scrimmage? I, I don't know, but um, it's definitely a point of concern, I would think. Well, and I would say, uh, Matt, to that point, that was an ambulance situation last year. We don't need to get too deeply into the specifics because everything ended up working out okay. But, I mean, this one was two um, very serious injuries. And, uh, you know, I know of a broken arm that occurred on Friday for a team. Uh, and that's just what I know of. Um, so it, it, it gives you pause to say we don't really see this during the regular season. Brandon, have you seen that during the regular season? Uh, yeah, I have come across it uh, a few times with different things. And, and you know, first of all, just want to extend – um, thoughts and prayers to the entire AHA hockey family community, uh, especially Mason Garcia and his his family. And um, if I can just take, uh, put my partisan hat on for a minute, you know, being a, an alum as well of, of Holy Angels, it it does hit a bit close to home and and things like that. So, um, you know, just hoping everything um, turns out okay in that situation. Um, uh, in terms of the, but the, I mean, have you ever had an ambulance have to come where we stop the game and leave the building? when you've been calling a play-by-play game during the regular season? I think the answer... Yeah, yeah there, which there one? is one instance. When? Uh, it was actually... It was Holy Angels uh, girls a couple of years ago. Um, paramedics came, and the game actually did continue, which I was surprised about at the time, but there was a player who left on a stretcher um, from an awkward fall into the boards. It wasn't from a, a penalty, so I guess that might be a distinction, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm just trying to say is all these have come from contact, and uh, the, sure. the, the 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 level of larger injuries seem to be occurring in this situation. I'm not by any means saying, hey, you can't scrimmage. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, uh, and I think there's some coaches, that, I mean, just a few that I've spoken to don't disagree. You go into those things going, oh, is this going to turn into a gong show or what's going to happen here? You know, you just don't know. And, and you know, you're in a situation where you just made a team. You're maybe a third or fourth liner. You want to prove yourself or you want to prove yourself to your buddies or, you know, you're excited as a group. We're not blaming anybody for anything, but it just seems that the things get a little bit more interesting in these scrimmages. And I'm just putting it out there for dialogue. And yeah, I'm not pretending to have any answers. I'm just saying it's worth talking about. It, de- it definitely is worth talking about, Pete. And I think you brought up some really good points. Uh, we, you know, we had discussed a little off the air yesterday about, and you just brought it up now on the air about, you know, guys wanting to make a point and secure their spot on the team. And, you know, we don't know any of the circumstances really that uh, happened with either of these injuries, but it is worth discussing. And I, I think you bring up some really good points. On a different note, how about the Adana Hornets? 
of football? Well, I want to see where you guys would go. That pregnant pause, awkward. Uh, Yeah, I mean, basically, how about that? I mean, they got a number of guys on that football team that are on the Udina High School hockey team. Obviously, Mason West made it as a freshman on Kurt Giles' roster. He was a contributor for that team. And, uh, boy, uh, he he put up some balls that were quite impressive uh, at the quarterback position the other night. John Warpinski, a right wing for them, rushed for 197 yards against Eden Prairie, which is no slouch of a team, who had beaten them handily by, I don't know, like 20 points, 22 points earlier in the season. So um, I, I believe, what, there's a half dozen guys or so that would be either on varsity or JV for Edina Hockey that are participating on that team. Just bringing it out, that that's kind of a rare thing, isn't it? Like, none of those guys were playing, you know, other sports. They're playing football. Yeah, it, it certainly is, and we, I, I mentioned this to you the other day, Wags, that uh, it's going to be interesting. Edina will be rolling a little shorthanded at the turkey trout this weekend, and um, just out of curiosity, I looked up their game, and they play 5 o'clock Friday against Maple Grove, and then the football game's at 7, so I think those boys from hockey should be able to get down to U.S. Bank to uh, to watch their high school go for, I believe, the first ever state football championship. You might have to... Second. Uh, to chime in second. second okay well i mean it depends like if you're one of those that say well edina west doesn't count for edina titles um well uh, do they count it in the banner i mean you, you uh you yeah they do I'd they do they do they do championships in count yeah it's oh it's definitely part of the, it's part of the 201 oh, i'm sorry Part of the t- 201 my, my mistake it's part of the 201 girls soccer had their first it could be could, hey could be 202 could be 202 <laughs> <laughs> Do we know uh, which high school's next closest in state titles? Is it like ten? No, I'm kidding. But I mean, like, well, oh, come I, I'm being funny. Like, like, who's 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 there? I mean, I will say, let's be honest. Like, there's a lot of tennis and a lot of swimming. I'm not discounting those. The country club type, the country club type sports definitely are winning, right? Um, but uh, it's pretty impressive for any school of any sport to be able to do that any state in the country. And, you know, I, I, the, the reason I brought up the, the football hockey thing is you know, the upper Midwest High School Elite League was developed, you know, obviously to keep players from doing the before or after stuff that we're seeing a lot of. But it was also designed for guys that were multi-sport athletes, guys that were playing football. That's why they don't play on Friday. I mean, I think it'd be really hard in today's world to – to do both, but I mean, it was designed for them to play soccer and to play uh, football and guys mm-hmm. were missing. And there were, there were plenty of multi-sport players back in the early 2000s when this started. Anders Lee was one of them for sure in the mid 2010, 11, 12 era, whenever that was, whenever he graduated, maybe 10 or 11. But the fact is, is that you, you, you kind of look at it and you go, uh, man, all these guys just play hockey year round. And it's really refreshing to see some athletes playing different sports that are also great hockey players. Guys, we're going to be up in Grand Rapids on Wednesday. Uh, really looking forward to that. We're going to record our show from there. We're going to try some new things in our broadcasts. And I'd like to get your thoughts on the boys' season starting on Wednesday night. Start with you, Brandon. Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. I mean, we you, you take a game on the first night, right? And there's only two games on Wednesday night across the whole state to get the season started. So certainly plenty of eyes will be on the Iron Range. Uh, Hibbing Chisholm at Grand Rapids. Uh, And then what, of course, what else do we know about this game? Well, big renovations over uh, at the arena in Grand Rapids. I don't know a ton of specifics, but I know that this is like the grand opening of one of the most historic buildings, a grand reopening, if you will, of one of the most historic buildings in the state. So 
what better type of game could you possibly ask for to open a new high school season? Matt, you better bring your shades because it's going to be so bright with those new LEDs. <laughs> I will do so. I will. Your thoughts on the big game? Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, Pete. I can't remember us having a game on uh, opening night really before, um, at least of this uh, stature, if you will. But, yeah, I'm really excited. And, of course, there's a, a new name as well. It is now Yanmar Arena instead of the IRA Civic Center. Um, but I'm really looking forward to kind of learning a little bit more about the renovation. I believe we've got some stuff planned for the Inside the Bubble show right. as well next Sunday with uh, with a little bit more about that. And really just excited to be up on the Iron Range, which, of course, is a terrific place for high school hockey. Can't wait. It's the opener. We're going to be there. We're going to open it all up. And then the weekend, we've got the turkey trot going on the TV. We've got the Thank Tonka Thanksgiving preview going. We've got matchups galore. So we're going to have Tonka and Chanhass in the same building. Uh, Rosemont and Andover will be the uh, other teams there. Uh, over at the Turkey Trot, you've got uh, Edina, Maple Grove, uh, Wyzetta, and Moorhead. So uh, more top teams going after it. I mean, we've got them all, like, umbrellaed into a couple of uh, games. You don't have to go too far to find it. By the way, if you want to know more about navigating to our site, we've got it all under on, uh, one umbrella. If you want to go to high school, click the high school tab, and then pick your team, which falls under the alphabet. We're sure everybody's capable of that. And then uh, you see your logo, click it, and then you can see your games. You can see your upcoming games. Uh, you can see your replays. Uh, your subscription will get you a uh, month pass or an annual, depending upon what you do. And uh, we would suggest uh, when you do that, you get access to all everything we have from it would be Selly League to high school to youth to Minnesota hockey to HP stuff to Upper Midwest High School Elite League. It's all going to be there under one umbrella, one payment. You don't have to make a million package deals anymore. It's a lot better. So, uh, guys, we're going to have a nice long car ride. We may do a little uh, – maybe we should do a little um, a traveling roadshow uh, video on our way up there to see what that thing looks like. I'm down. All right. Man. Rock and roll. All right, gentlemen, uh, appreciate your time. And uh, uh, Matt, you going to the Wolves game tonight, or what are you doing? No, no, I, uh, I've, I've got uh, some some sports watching to do. I'm going to watch the Wolves for a little bit. I'll probably check out uh, Kansas and Chaminade to start the Maui Invitational. Boy, uh, sounds like a blast. By the way, for the Jayhawks. And I'll probably watch my alma mater, Bradley, as they take on Tulane tonight as well. So, Brandon, you understand if it's the Sharks, if it's yeah, Kansas. Yeah, the Sharks are in action as well, 9 o'clock. Right. Uh, well, so, so missed, Brandon, Brandon. You, uh, well, well, if, yeah, I'm listening. If it's the Sharks, if it's uh, Kansas, if it's Bradley, or what's his, uh, what's his Premier League team? Chelsea. Chelsea. Football club. The world stops. Like he 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 goes on a he goes on a, like a two and a half hour smoke break he, from work. He, he, <laughs> he didn't even mention the the big Monday nighter tonight. How about Chiefs oh, Eagles? Right. Chiefs Eagles. Oh, hey, it's Super Bowl preview. I'm so sick. It it, are we are we gonna have the uh, the the Swifts just shoved down our throat again? Like, do we have to look at that? Yeah. Him okay, and her. I, I can't. The oh the parents are all supposed to be there tonight. Oh, the in-laws are gonna meet. Oh, the future in-laws. It's oh. a family uh, family meeting. Oh what could be better? How, what could be how better is it possible? Week? I've never been a Kelsey guy anyway. How is it possible that the guy that's on every damn commercial that I watch 
is now dating her. And I think her music is great. I think she's one of America's most talented artists. I get it. I like her music. But why do you have to wreck football now? It's completely ruined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, and here's the thing. Like now, I'm not even going to watch it because I don't want to give them the damn rating points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Boomer. Oh, the parents are going to be there, you guys? They are, yeah. Yep. Oh, what, what you, are that? you are you referring to Boomer Esaias, and does he feel the same way? No, no, oh. no. I was just saying you're you're you're. <laughs> I was just saying you're grumpy. You know the phrase "Okay, Boomer" when you talk about people. Oh, I'm um, a grumpy. Baby boomer. Yeah, too bad I'm not a baby boomer. But yeah, I'm I'm a grumpy Gen Xer. Gen Xer. Gen Xer. The Gen yeah, Xer yeah. just like 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 perpetually pissed off because the the boomers drive them nuts. And the boomers' kids, which are Gen X, drive them not. Drive we're 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 sandwiched. We're surrounded. And the millennials too. Oh, yeah, that's what the millennials are. The boomers' kids, and so there we well, sit in the middle. Gen, you said Gen X, but oh, whatever. Good, I, good, low good blood thing sugar. That Gen I'm going, Z is here to save you. Hey, I'm going full pl- uh, Paul Blard on you. Low blood sugar. I need a Snickers. Explosion. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for a great show. Uh, uh, more on Wednesday. Thank you. It's gonna be awesome. For Brandon Spratt, Matt Harrington, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.